Welcome to Pedicash Conversations, a podcast curated by the founder and partners of a fintech startup in South Africa called Pedicash. Pedicash Conversations does not constitute as financial advice, but is aiming at engaging on financial literacy conversations. One podcast at a time, one conversation at a time, one lesson at a time on our journey towards financial literacy. Greetings, greetings. This is HF Swartz and this is Petty Cash Conversations. Welcome again to yet another conversation. Actually, our second last uh, next week will be concluding uh, a four-part series uh, on, on money conversations where we we tell our, our personal uh, financial journeys and hoping that everybody that is listening in could you know pick up a lesson here and there and implement these lessons in our life. It's one thing to know about these things and and hearing people's stories is another thing altogether to actually put these things into practice. And we're hoping that uh, telling the stories uh, and all the other things uh, that we have shared, uh, because we believe in financial literacy and education, uh, that those things are very helpful to you and you can implement them in your life and then they can bring uh, some form of financial progress change and hopefully uh, someday, sometime in the future, get to a place of financial uh, or wealth, just, you know, wealth creation and wealth uh, acquiring. Uh, so I'm not alone. I'm with uh, Desiree Rifilwe uh, Mukobani, and uh, she's also known as Fifi. She's a Sutu lady born and bred in Sibuke in the Val. Uh, this is part of a province of Gauteng, but she currently resides in Cape Town and has been for some time. She's a, she's a wife and a mother of two, and she is in Sandal. She's one of the top chefs. Uh, I, 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 I'll tell you, you'll enjoy her food. Uh, you know, when she, when she, when she, she does her thing, she, she plays with food as, as if it's art. Uh, but she, 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 she will introduce herself for, uh, for the next few seconds uh, as we go into the show. Uh, welcome, uh, Fifi. Welcome. Uh, thank you. Thank you, HF. Thanks for having me. Hello, everybody. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Uh, I've learned a lot and I hope me sharing my journey will give a bit of insight or something to someone. So I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. You are very welcome. Yeah, that's what we are hoping, that sharing your story will inspire others, will also give them an indication uh, that they can do uh, something about their financial situation. Because, you know, uh, you, you listen to the internet and uh, wherever people talk about money and they talk about the uh, top 1%, the, the, this group of people that owns uh, over 80% of the world's wealth. Uh, and here in South Africa, we also talk about that top 1% of our country uh, being a few families that owns most of the uh, financial muscle in the country. But then there is a bottom 90 plus percent that uh, we, we don't usually talk to, uh, you know, uh, at least, uh, especially in, in a way that is authentic, in a way of sharing our, our day-to-day struggles, in a way of you know uh, just communicating where you are at and perhaps the lessons that you have picked up most of the time when when we go through struggles we don't talk and uh, if we ever go into talk it's when we when we are out of those struggles and we don't necessarily share these things 
uh, as a norm. People do not make talking about money as a norm. Uh, and so that's one of the things that we're hoping we will achieve, create a culture where we can talk simply with money or about money. Yeah. So, uh, Fifi, Mm-hmm. Tell us your story. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a quote. Let's just start here. There's okay. a quote that says, uh, "Money can be a terrible master, or it can be a very humble servant." Uh, but it depends on how you approach it. What do you think about that statement? So, uh, I think it. Have you been? Yeah. Uh. Well. Oh, money, 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 guys. Money can be a, I think it's also, it, it can be a servant, um, mm. depending on what you know about money. Either you are a servant to money or money is a servant to you, you know? Yeah. So, mm. uh, I believe black people generally are at an advantage, not an advantage, a disadvantage, because okay. we... We're not taught how to make money. Our seven. Okay. Actually, to mm. vice versa. So, money is our master. <laughs> and <laughs> not funny, but it's it's a it's it's sad and it's a, it's a sad truth. So, um, we were taught that because our parents were taught also that, or they learned it, or whatever. I don't know. No, they didn't learn it. They were taught such, or they were not even taught. They they just automatically became. Uh, servants to money because of this uh, working to put food on the table. Like we were, it, it mm. was just simplified like that. You were not taught to make, I don't know, to create wealth. So the, it was yeah. automatically uh, taught to us like that, that you must just mm. work for money, you know. So, so we are servants to money because we we lack the the the, the know how to make it a servant. Yes. Yes. Mm. So yeah, I, I I've also been like that uh, most of my life because mm. I've said earlier at, at, in petty cash conversations that I would not even. Uh, feel comfortable stepping out of the house if mm. I didn't have money you know it was like I would I would <laughs> it would feel like I would feel I would I would feel ridiculous like where am I going I don't have money you know like money is the ruler of all <laughs> things and I don't know so <laughs> for most mm. of my life ever since I started working I felt like that I felt like I only deserve to be out there if I had mm. money you know, but then at the same time, it didn't make sense because with this one salary thing a month it means mm. I would only feel like I'm allowed to live only on the fifteenth, which is like, mm. it's, yeah. So, yeah, I feel like it is a true statement. So, mm. Mm. okay. Uh, <laughs> Um, so when your 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 situation and and for people like people that are listening in from the US, uh, you know, and I don't know Europe, but here in South Africa, we mostly get paid uh, on, on on once a month. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you are aware if, if in the US they get paid uh, every second weekend. 
Can I move? Uh, and that's normal. <laughs> that, that's like the norm. <laughs> they, they mostly get paid on on that day, and that's like a norm. That's like a norm. Um, sure. Uh, so it's it's not like yeah, your money being stressed the whole uh, month uh, and getting paid only once a month. Uh, but but one of the things that uh, you just mentioned, stepping out of the house, and, and I think it's a real issue. A lot of people uh, fail to to actually get out of. Uh, you know the feeling you're not alone feeling like uh, you know you can't necessarily go anywhere or be anywhere without money mm-hmm. uh, and, and i think again it's a matter of when you know uh, th- there's a lot of things we could do if we come creative we become creative uh, around issues that has to do with money you can be able to step out and still have a social life to an extent uh, without necessarily having to have money or at least a lot of money. Uh, but uh, I think it's a conversation for another day. So uh, tell t- tell me, Fifi, have you always been financially stable or have you had your dark days and being at the bottom of it all? I've, I've been at the bottom, the, the most darkest bottom. Um I think, uh, and I've been at the darkest bottom. It wasn't even my fault because I was a child. Like from my family, I was at the darkest bottom. So since I started uh, making a living, um, mm-hmm. I'm not rich, but I don't want to say I'm poor because I don't, uh, I don't know. I'm not, I, I live according to my means or like mm-hmm. I can afford my life and it is not actually the life that I would want in five years time or in 10 years time. But I think mm-hmm. I'm not even comfortable. I'm, I don't want to, I don't even want to say I'm comfortable because I'm, I, I, I want progress. I want, I don't want to be where I am now in six months even. So at the moment, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> Let me say, I'm not poor. I'm not wealthy, but I'm okay. And I'm I'm okay because I'm not where I used to be five, ten years ago. So I have mm. always uh, been in the person in the position that I am right now. Uh, mm. I've firstly, I I think where I am now, I am because I acknowledged my financial situation like i made i made peace with it i accepted this is how things are right now not they're not going to be like this forever but that's how things are right now at first mm-hmm. um i'm a i don't want to say i'm not a i'm not a people's person but i'm not also antisocial so i used to have friends we used to do things you know the buying of things and whatever but one mm-hmm. thing also that i've carried with me all these years, even though uh, I, I'm not from a wealthy family, but and even if my mother didn't know much about money, but there's one thing that she told me once, and I've carried with me all this time that, especially clothes. I think, especially like I, I'm, I'm going to emphasize on clothes because there was nothing else that I could, I don't know, that I could think of investing in or buying at. An early age, so my mom would normally tell me because she she also didn't have money to splash on clothes and everything. So she taught me not to buy clothes on credit. 
like she would tell me to either lay by or save until I can afford a certain thing, not buy clothes on credit. So mm. I proudly say, even today, I don't own a, 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 a card for any retail store. Credit card or oh, yeah. credit, <laughs> credit card. clothing cards and but stuff. But a clothing card, I don't. I don't have a clothing card, so I don't have any accounts with clothes and what's not. The only credit I have now is a car, a, a house, and a credit card. Those are the mm. only things that I have. So the clothing accounts and what I don't have, and I've never had. That's good. That's a good lesson. Maybe yeah. then, do you think if you could uh, translate the, the, the use of that, just the lesson, Mm. of buying things in cash and translate it to other areas of your life like your car it's a big it's a big ask and it's uh, it's obviously it's gonna take you longer to to, mm-hmm. to get a money to buy a car cash but uh, do you think if if you if you could translate those uh, into do, uh, other areas of your life like buying a house eventually cash uh, it would be a good thing it would be a good thing. I wish I could buy a house cash, but I I, I don't at the moment. So that's what I'm saying. I owe a house. Uh, but, mm. I, but again, it's, um, I don't know. It's probably also because of the, 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 the line of work that we are in. I don't, mm. the, the, the thing that I say that I, the th- that I, about saying that I don't have a, I made a, I, I made a, I made peace with my current financial situation. Mm-hmm. Me, it's, I don't have I don't have a a social life like I literally don't have a social life. I only go to work, and then if I'm not at work, I'm in my house. That's it. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't have friends that visit. I don't visit friends, so I get to save money in that way because I don't do social things. I don't go out every weekend. I have other things that I do, but they are within a budget. If I don't have money for it, I don't go use my credit card or whatever so oh you know what that, i mean? that, that's also smart yeah and then that's what that mm-hmm. oh sorry no you can't so and the other thing no. is because because of my lack of uh social life and me accepting my mm-hmm. financial situation um i think the decision to to buy a house wasn't because of peer pressure or anything like that that uh uh, people my age own houses and what's not. It was a necessity for me then because I had a child. So I felt like mm-hmm. I needed to put a roof over their head, a place they can call home, you know? So mm-hmm. when I when we actually bought a house, it was a, a decision between my husband and I uh, because we, we, we didn't succumb to social um, pressures. Pressures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we had to make a decision uh, it was either uh, having a loan, or a mortgage, or having a white wedding. Mm. So I decided not like you know every girl wants their yeah that, but white <laughs> wedding and all of that drama and what's not. It's 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 okay. Like it's okay. It's I, I've also thought about my my wedding day one day and wasn't. But being an adult and having to make a decision of what's important. Uh, not thinking about what people would say. Uh, people wanted invitations. And, and, and So the only thing that I, we decided was that we're going to do, since we are black people, we have cultures and whatnot, 
to do what's necessary with, you know, connecting families, you know, that, that ritual thing that we do, um, connecting mm. ancestors and families. That was the, that's the most important one for our parents and ancestors and what's not. So we only did that. And we also, I'm glad we only did that because even it, during that one, you would, you, you see, and I've, we, I think we've also been um, trying to be disciplined because we don't have backup. Like I said, mm. we are not from wealthy families and whatnot. So we're not going to be going out and making loans, uh, thinking that our family is going to cover, like catering is going to cover the wedding dress and everything mm. that we did was from our own pocket. So we also learned from that experience that if things go bad, we don't have backup. So we have to, we had to think smart and we had to think for our family. So putting aside what everybody else thinks. So that's the that's the route that we took. We only did the necessary for elders and for the ancestors. And then I we canceled the like we canceled the white wedding and the or the traditional wedding or whatever. Like it's not gonna happen. We're not gonna spend all that money. It's unnecessary, you know? Mm. We opted mm. for mortgage. So I see be, yeah. No, I, I see, and, and I agree with you. I think th- there's a lot of things that we have to reevaluate, and it might be controversial to talk about reevaluating our cultural practices and our traditional practices. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, one of the things that we do a lot in black, uh, in white communities, they will do a white wedding because it is traditionally their way mm-hmm. of doing weddings. Yeah. It would be cheaper, it would be fast, and that's it, that's all. We still have Lobola. It's an entire process. And I'm not saying we should cancel these things, but I'm saying we should have an honest conversations around these things Uh. so we can see their validity and so we can see, uh, you know, where we can save money, what is necessary, what is not necessary. Uh, I mean, we then have a white wedding and we have a cultural wedding or traditional wedding. Uh, and you spend almost just as much uh, on both of them because sometimes you have the white wedding and then you have the wedding at the wife's place and then you're going to have another traditional something or bride at the male's place. Uh, and then some, sometimes even your friends want wants their own thing. Once you get into your own house, people still want housewarming, uh, you know. Uh, and, and there's a whole lot of finances in between. I think it's, it's uh, some of the things, and, and I think that's one of the things that we're going to dedicate time to as Petty Cash, uh, you know, to, to, to actually start conversations around these issues and see how, uh, where we can, where, where, where these conversations will lead us. Uh, uh, and one of the things that you mentioned, which was important, it's acknowledging your financial situation, making peace that this is where I am now mm. and doing whatever ne- needs to be done now so that, you know, you can actually have progress because you did say you don't even want to see yourself in the same situation six months later. You need progress. Yeah. Uh, you might not take huge leaps, but uh, if you look back six, six months later, you need to be able to say, okay, I have taken some steps forward. And then six months later, actually, that's how we make progress. I was reading something about, uh, I think it was in the financial uh, literature or it was something in in the health health section of things. And it it said you don't lose 100 pounds of fat 
uh, all at once, but you can lose one pound a hundred times. And that's actually how we build habits. That's yeah. actually how we build discipline. Uh, you don't have to lose, you know, you don't have to save 100,000 in, in a month. But if you can save a hundred, a, 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 a one rand, Mm. Hundred thousand times, you will have hundred thousand rands. Exactly. You understand? Exactly. Uh, but we we don't always think about the, these things, uh, these things like that. Uh, and, and and I don't know. You, 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 uh, some time ago, you spoke about how the book um, "The Richest Man in Babylon" influenced your financial uh, education. And uh, tell me about it. Tell me about the rest of my life. I'm gonna read it to my kids as a bedtime story like <laughs> i'm gonna all the time so this thing like we also know about black tax and what's not and uh, i don't know most people that um reside in cape town and that are from kimberley pretoria joburg val and whatever the way that we 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 left people back at home you know so we some have siblings that we are assisting and what's not um mm. black tax what so now yeah, I also struggled with this thing that um, I had to save throughout the year so that I can go home once in December. And if I don't save, mm. uh, if I don't save properly, then when my salary clocks in, I use my salary to go home. And then when I get home, I must buy groceries for the family. And now it's it's, it's I have two families. It's my family and my mm-hmm. so. And then I would be we would we would be in a predicament of not even having enough money for petrol to come back home in Cape Town. Either we don't have enough money for petrol to come back home, or when we get home, we don't have money for groceries. So mm. then that was a problem. So ever since I we started reading this book, uh, it, it's that thing, saving, not not saving, we don't, it's not saving, it's paying yourself 10% of your mm. salary, no matter what, like no matter what, you know when uh, the debit orders <laughs> take your money on the 15th? Yeah. 10% is part of debit orders. It doesn't matter what debt you made, what you made promises. It doesn't matter. Like before you mm. do anything else, before I do anything else, the 10% of paying myself first comes out. Mm. Because I am the most important person, Amaz, you know? So... Uh, you work for the money anyway. I work for the money anyway. So I, it's, mm. I, 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 I think I changed my mindset in regards of, you know, when, when we work, when we work and then payday comes and then we... I, I have to, to thank myself for working so hard this month. I have to, like, you know, then you splash your money on clothes or food or alcohol or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I shifted, I shifted the mindset that I'm I'm gonna buy food and then it's gonna be finished in a in a day or take and also I don't do takeaways. Mm. Like it may seem like a little thing, but if you calculate how much takeaways you eat a month, you could actually save that money. So mm. I, I shifted my mentality in that way that um instead of thanking myself with unnecessary things, mm. that ten percent must come out first before anything else. So now whether it's uh, I have emergency funds, I have that that ten, and even that ten percent, it's not, it doesn't have. I call it the richest man in Babylon. Oh. <laughs> it's just that oh. 
it's not it's my richest man in Babylon. It's my richest man in Babylon because you know we have things like things come out, things pop up, man. It's mm. life. Life happens. Uh, the credit card that I have, I haven't used it. Like it's just there. I don't know it, but mm. it, it it also doesn't fall under emergency funds. It's just there mm. because I understand mm. that as an adult, maybe you should have a credit card. I don't know, <laughs> but it's just there, <laughs> you know, just in case I need it. But because I have uh, emergency funds and my richest man, man in richest man in Bible, that's nice. Whatever pops up, you'll always have like I I I don't. I don't I I I don't do loan sharks. I don't do okay, my loan shark is a credit card, but that's why I can proudly say that I haven't used my loan shark. Yeah, yeah. When pop up the richest man in Babylon doesn't fall in under any bud under any budget or plans or whatever, then you always have you always have money and that's the other thing. I love oh HF, I love money. Like my <laughs> money it can just sit there. So I can check my balance every day. It just feels. <laughs> That's nice. So I love, yeah, I don't. But I hope it doesn't bother me in future because now you have to make money work for you. So I have to invest it and stuff. But I love money, so I just love having money. So yeah. it just feels good having money that doesn't have plans, you know. Yeah. And then it helps you with a lot of things. Kids, I like. I I say I call cars kids. So I have. I basically have four kids. Okay. Because I have two kids okay. and then I have two other kids. I have two other cars. So whenever things happen to the car, you can just you you don't even go to the credit card because you have a richest man. You don't. Mm. I don't have to run out of petrol money to go to work. Because and then the that's richest the other. Man. Yes, and then when you go home, you make plans for these things because you budget and what's not. Mm. But when things pop up at home, you don't have to get angry at home or ask people for money because. You have backup, you know. Like I yeah. said, I grew up not yeah. having backup, and when I, even if even after I started working, even though I have uh, sisters and sisters and a brother, but we are all struggling. Everybody's struggling, so that's how I created my 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 backup. Mm. It's my richest thing in Babylon. It's also PMDS. You know about the PMDS. Yeah, yeah. I, so even if I don't get one from work, but I have my own, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. That's how that you. book changed. That's how that book changed my life. Mm. I don't mm. borrow money from credit card, from loan checks, or from anybody because I created my own backup. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So, that's that's yeah. that's beautiful. So you would you you would advocate for reading uh, financial literacy books and engaging in conversations like petty cash uh, and 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 stuff oh, like man. this too much it's it's important uh hf you have seen me mm. that's why I, I i i i don't i know myself like if i I were to have a group of friends mm. peer pressure kills me like it just finishes me i would <laughs> yeah. i would yeah. come to it and all of that so that is why i said for now this is what works for me yeah not having it yeah. not having a social life and friends and whatnot mm. i'm a play i'm a i'm i'm, I'm playing as they come i don't do um manicures facials uh makeups and uh, but I, okay occasionally i would mm. and little yeah. things that i said that's how that's why people must reevaluate their lives and um decide what's important and what's not important i stopped going to the saloon for my hair mm. it's not a lot of money 
I can I can go. So I have the money, but if I can do my own head home, I can yeah. save that you know what I mean? I'm, like I that's what I'm saying. The fact that I love money and I just love having it around doesn't bother me. A lot of people so, love money, but money doesn't love a lot of people. But I, it, I, <laughs> I think it's because money is not it's not like that. You know, money doesn't have emotions and stuff like that. So you have to you have to start learning how to deal uh, with it because it's not going to feel sorry for you because you are broke. No, it's, it's not going not, to feel sorry not, for you because. Now you are running out of money. You are angry at people. No, it has nothing to do. You can love it all you want, but until you develop uh, financial literacy and then implement that stuff and start having things like your own man of Babylon, you know, uh, your emergency yeah. funds, your investment funds. There's another one that I want to start. Uh, uh, I call it uh, take no nonsense funds. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Once it grows enough and it becomes, uh, you know, big enough, uh, I will not take nonsense from nobody, not even from uh, work, you know, because I have my take no nonsense funds. Uh, you yeah. know, uh, you can always walk out, and then you, uh, people, people need to. There is no other way of doing it. The the beginning of all of these things, it's obviously acknowledging that this is this is where I'm at. And you know yeah. what? To get out of this, I'm gonna have to put measures into place. And one of those measures, uh, uh, it's literature, reading. There's tons of books, and there's tons of uh, you know uh, resources out there. There's podcasts like this. There's many, um, uh, but we have to take out the time. How many people actually just sit down once a month and spend three hours a month uh, looking at their financials? Uh, we know how yeah. to spend it, but we do not know how to sit down and evaluate and break down and find out where we send our money um, and what happened to it and how we can make better. Uh, and, and I think the best, the first best way of, of dealing with your money is what you have done. You saw your situation. You Then you look at where am I spending money? Well, I'm buying a lot of food. Uh, and it's not worth it, and sometimes not even healthy. So you, you yeah. you're saving on both money and and your health. Um, uh. You know, when you cook for yourself, you look at things like weddings and all of that. And you discuss it with your partner. We're still gonna talk uh. about relationships here yeah, and money. <laughs> and you decide, okay, this is not gonna work. It's not beneficial. It's just for nice having it. It's nice having uh. it for other people but we can't keep doing things for for other people and how people see us exactly okay i think we're gonna oh, yeah no we i was have... gonna say that's why that's why wealthy people that's why we like saying wealthy people are stingy mm. they're not stingy. they know the importance of every rent every 10 you know so they value their money that's probably why their money works for them but mm. we don't you know so I see, I see, I get you. Okay, um, and just uh, I think we 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 should uh, conclude right about around the next five minutes. Uh, but before we do that, I want to just find out uh, your st- at school uh, or any program you have gone through school at work. 
did you do do they offer financial lessons and why do you think they offer them or they don't offer them do do, do you have any of that exposure from school or from from work nothing from school the 12 years that i spent at school uh i nothing i learned nothing about being wealthy or creating wealth mm. but i did learn a lot from 30 minutes of reading books i learned a lot more than i learned the 12 years that i spent at school about money mm. So, mm. so again it goes back to you have to educate yourself yes you don't have an option there's no other way around it there's no other way if you don't want to read books then be i, I you got to be um a socialist speak to people because there's a whole lot of people that know mm-hmm. and then when you speak have an open mind then mm-hmm. learn through people learn through people, like you're doing with the podcast yeah listen to stories and then read then check your life man check your finances and you you'll know. get better mm. you'll get better okay um and that's one of the things that during the week i was speaking to somebody and one of the things that i said was you know what uh, all our social spaces or educative spaces we don't learn about money no wonder we we are in such a big challenge and even when we have to deal with our money we hand it over to somebody hoping that they will do well with our money and then we get scammed we get robbed uh we get tricked and all of that stuff i mean look at this you go to school obviously you don't learn about money in preschool <laughs> so you go to school and maybe we should start having programs like that in preschool but then you go to school you don't learn about money then you go to varsity you don't learn about money then you are in church you don't learn about money if you are in the club you definitely don't learn about money <laughs> <laughs> imagine basically all the things that we do throughout life yes yes and then yet uh, you don't have serious conversations about money there uh, and then and then we are we are surprised when we are in such a financial mess uh, for the majority of us um and one of the things we 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 want to introduce is programs that will inform people about money in these spaces but um i i don't know your last your last words uh, around this this uh, i think i picked up exactly what you, you what you were talking about your strategy around these things uh, you know paying yourself acknowledging your financial situation uh, and yeah. and putting things into place to make sure that you you are financially sound over time um just your last words uh, lesson uh, recommendation whatever uh, you have on your mind for 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 the for our listeners my last one is um if you are in south africa and you're earning once a month guys we can't have it's based, it, then it means you are earning 12 times a year yeah. Yeah. that's not enough like it scares the living out of me, I, mm. I, I, I can't, <laughs> like I can't. So, um, let's work on those prides. Let's work on those um comfortabilities. Let's work on those uh being embarrassed and uh, what would people think syndrome? Because pocket mm. doesn't care about that. Your if you have families, people are looking up to you for support and what's not. And then if you have kids and you are in this petty cash, mm. start teaching mm. your kids also. 
my son is gonna start paying tax. Like he must do chores. He's he's seven, mm. so he must mm. start doing chores, getting paid, and then we're gonna tax that money so yeah. that he knows how it yeah. works, and then he can. If because if you feel it emotionally, then obviously you're gonna make a conscious decision that. I don't like the world taking the money that I worked for so hard. And then it means from an early age, you must make a plan. Mm. You must apply your mind and make a plan. So if you're in this podcast and you are in the petty cash community, it's a very, it's a very um, important platform, not just for you that's listening, mm. but you can also, it can also impact the people around you. This is important. Like, guys, we must be wealthy, hey? Like, we must be wealthy. Yeah, we need <laughs> no, that man. We need that man, and as soon as possible. So, let's step out of the... Uh, uh, let, let's break our family cycles. Mm. For those that come from, you know, a disadvantaged family, let's break the cycles so that we don't burden our kids, we don't burden our families, and all of those stuff. Like, no, we can't be poor, man. Poverty sucks. Period. Oh, I'm I'm not participating in it. I come from it. I know it sucks. It's so nah. if if so, you you're looking for a group of poor people to participate in more poverty, I'm out. <laughs> out. <laughs> we, we we must we must stop glorifying humble beginnings. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, we must stop. It's not it it's it's not cute. No. <laughs> Definitely no. Thank you very much, uh, uh, Rafil. I, I appreciate the time that you gave to Petcash Conversations and the lessons we have learned. Um, and uh, until the next podcast, uh, uh, you must enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. You too, HF. <laughs> sure. Uh, that, and that was another podcast uh, talking to Rafil, you know, uh, sharing her story. There's a lot of things that we can pick up here. And the more we do this storytelling, you know, and having conversations, you see the common themes and the things that uh, we should be doing, but uh, f- somehow we just don't do them. And, and it, there's no magical way of going around these issues. But um, let's have the next story and conclude around it next week. Uh, until then, I'm HF Swartz, and me and Refido are out. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us this week on Pedicash Conversations. Make sure to visit our website at www.pedicash.co.za. Follow us on Twitter at Pedicash underscore SA. On Instagram, we are Pedicash underscore SA. On LinkedIn, we are Pedicash. And like our Facebook page under our Facebook name, Pedicash. So you never miss a show while you're at it. If you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on whatever platform you are listening into. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Thank you.